world. It's Thursday, September 5th, 2019. Thanks for tuning in to the Free Agents Podcast. Still looking for that Supermax. Don't you worry, it's coming. I'm Jay Skeets. Running today with the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! Back from Australia, the international man of mystery, Lee Ellis. G'day, mate. Oh, g'day. <laughs> and finally making all this magic happen live from his basement here in Atlanta, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are, just the four of us today. Got two names on the uh, inactive list. <laughs> it reads, Mellis, comma, Tassos, DNP, traveling in Israel. Mm, nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got a little beach life going. He's stepping on the beach, I think, right now, reading some emails and Can't tweets. Can't be mad at that. And then I also have here, I don't know why it's listed, Austin, Matt, DNP, quit. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. Wow. But he's across America. He has landed or driven finally to uh, California. He's there. Yeah, wow. more Instagram story yeah. action than I've ever seen from Matt Austin. I feel like in the past two weeks, we've seen as many stories as he's had in the previous, uh, I don't know, three years of stories existing. He's seen a lot of nature. Maybe this is a new bit for him. He's going to turn Instagram into an Instagram guy. He's an influencer. He is. You're, you're following his journey, are you? Oh, I'm following that journey hard. I'm screenshotting stuff that'll come in handy later, I would imagine. I don't know. Save it for his birthday. He's M.O. You know who the other influencer on Instagram is? <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) So, yes, just the four of us here. We're going to get into uh, the FIBA World Cup. We got to get into that. Um, They just wrapped up. The first round, the group play, whatever you want to call it. It's so confusing. Another man. another group play yeah, starts. Yeah, another group play starting. And then you got qualification for the teams from 17 to 32. Anyway, we'll get into it. But we got to start with Lee. You've been gone, I swear to God, all summer long. <laughs> all summer long you were gone. A good chunk of it spent in Australia where you caught. Well, you saw history, let's be honest. You saw the, saw the Boomers beating Team USA in one of those exhibition matches. But... Uh, you know, we'll get into that game and mm-hmm. that experience and, and what the heck you were doing there. You were just playing a bunch <laughs> of legends of basketball. Um, but how was the overall uh, Australian trip? Because I know you were there with family for a good chunk of it. Yeah, first time I've been back in eight years. Uh, wow. Took my two boys uh, out there and Roxana. Roxana had been there before, but a uh, really fun, emotional time, really. Seeing yeah. family and friends. And uh, and so what, you were in... Uh, so Melbourne is where my family is yep. from, where, where dad still lives and my brother lives. So that's where we spent most of the time. We went down to Tasmania, have some cousins down there. They okay. live on a dairy farm. That was an incredible weekend. <laughs> oh my God, that was so much fun. Just the cows. Just the cows. Yeah. And, and um, <laughs> just seeing again, like our boys playing with like, I guess they're second cousins. Anyway, kids, yeah. you know, and just out uh, out with nature. It right. was uh, <laughs> it was beautiful, beautiful setting. Um, but yeah, overall... Tasmania, the- for those that don't know that's that little island at the bottom of australia that's right, right? That's you, right. so you, what, you take a ferry or no you well you can take a ferry yeah. it's only like a one-hour flight yeah. yeah like the the it's about a nine-hour ferry oh. and uh having, oh, having done really that yeah long? having wow. done 16 hours across the pacific i'm yeah <laughs> i no, want to get to places sure. as quick as i can sure i gotta that. see those cows <laughs> yeah. Yeah. get that milk <laughs> uh yeah really uh, seeing some old friends of course uh you know most of my friends have kind of got kids or in that sort of stage of their life yeah. where you know they're uh, they're moving to that point, and so and these are people you've stayed in touch with, yeah. Some in some friends, cases, or some, some work you... friends, okay. um, you know, just yeah, Facebook friends as well. Right, sometimes right. you know you sort of lose touch with people a little bit, but uh, I got to see almost everyone I was hoping to see, okay. which was great uh, at different intervals. And you know, I had a little gathering at our house one day, or a couple of those little gatherings that some some were planned and some were uh, a little impromptu. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> spontaneity. Yeah, it was, um, and. Uh, 
it was just a, a really fun experience in so many ways. Uh, it was I was back in the same house I grew up in. Dad hasn't moved. Wow. Yeah. So in some ways, it was like going in a time machine. That like, were you sleeping in your in old, the same bedroom? old bedroom? Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. wild. Yeah. Anything still hanging on the walls, or nah. have you already had no? it all shipped here, <laughs> <laughs> hanging on your walls at home? <laughs> no, but uh, but Dad, Dad has you know, as you know, he's kept all my old memorabilia, and I dug it out. I couldn't believe how much stuff I had. How much money? I can. <laughs> oh my god! I had some USA Today newspapers that I bought off my mate Tomo. I well, still had them. the story that uh, yeah, his p- dad pilot or whatever. No, he wasn't a pilot. He used to work on you know maintenance and cleaning oh, like of the airplanes. Yeah, oh, okay. so he used to just get all the USA Today's. So this is back in the eighties yeah. and nineties. Wow! And I used to just get them for the box scores, and it was incredible. I can't, I cannot believe I dug some of them out. The Michael Jordan 69-point game was in there for one of them. That's and there was also, cool. the, yeah, before, the, before the Malice in the Palace, there was the big Sixers and uh, Pistons fight. Bill yeah. Lambeer and Barkley. Yeah, yeah. You've probably seen that. That was one of the games as well there. Oh. So it was just incredible to go through that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Catch and, up uh, on some current events. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Ah, yeah. The first George Bush. <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, those, those old those hoop magazines and Basketball Digest, Street and Smith's, um, uh, that dad has kept they are in immaculate condition and he's got them not- he's not popping around <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's got Coming them in, through. The, in the little shed out the back oh, you know, really? in, in like this plastic bucket yeah. it gets z- minus uh, temperatures in the winter and then it gets about 600 degrees right. in summer but they're so still in good shape they're in great condition so yeah. what did you, you just pull them all out looked at them I'm sure took some photos and then what put them all back yeah well dad said, dad said what are you going to do <laughs> see with you in them? 8 years <laughs> he said what are you going to do with them I'm like well I mean it's going to cost me about a thousand bucks to ship all this stuff back and he said oh well just leave it here if you want for a while I said okay I'll wait until we get our new studio and then I'll bring it all over <laughs> oh, that's, okay that's amazing so yeah a blast with family and friends yep. catching up of course and being in the old house uh, but and you were and you were sort of working as well I, I mean I don't know I'm throwing that in air yes. quotes yes you so, were sort of working yeah well yes. it wasn't yeah. for anything we were doing <laughs> no so uh, the, obviously the big uh, event was these two USA yep. versus Australia basketball games and uh, so a friend of uh, you guys know Benyam I think yep, from yep. Uh, NBA Australia and so I just reached out to him and said hey listen I'm out here I'm not doing anything uh, you want to do some stuff right and he was like yeah let's do it okay. and so uh, we went along to uh, all the practices and the games and this was what's incredible so before the before the USA arrived I was talking to Benjamin I said you know I don't know how we're going to go to try to get interviews with players It'll probably be it'll probably be like a podium type yeah. of um, situation like we've seen obviously at yeah. All-Star weekend, exactly yeah and, and I said so, so it could be tough to do anything yeah. individually and, uh, and then he said, he goes, yeah, we got an email from the NBA guy saying there's no one-on-ones. It'll just sure. be scrums or, or whatever. Yeah. And I said, all right, you know what? Get a camera. Let's just go and see what we can do. USA Basketball, I have to say, was the most incredibly uh, accessible team I think I've ever been around. Right. We got in there and they had a little bit of an end to a practice, probably five, ten minutes of going through a few drills. And then it was like, all right, half an hour of, uh, went up on the scoreboard. Get whoever you want. Do whatever you want, basically. And like you go up guys. to them yes. and say, yeah. hey, Kemba, can I talk for exactly. a second? Exactly. And, and you know, there was a lot of scrums because yeah. there was a lot of media. But if you could get a guy by himself off to the side, you were able to do that. Wow. And uh, it was just incredible. And and the guys... Was there a lot of media? There was. Well, like, not as much as I was hoping for the first day. They So they arrived on a Monday morning at five in the morning. They practiced Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon. In Melbourne. Then, in Melbourne. And then played Thursday. And then they took Friday off, wow. which is 
Fair, you know, I mean, and then they played again Saturday afternoon. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It sounds like they shouldn't have taken that Friday well, so, so the reason <laughs> did some work in between those two games. That was the problem. The reason I bring up that was because uh, after the Thursday win, they said, all right, we're not going to practice tomorrow. And some media outlets in Australia were like, oh, they've canceled this practice. And it's like, that, no, come on. Relax. Like, yeah. Go, like, because... They were because they were so accessible. I thought, imagine it was the opposite, where it was like, oh, these, you know, the arrogant Americans. Yeah, come out they won't even it, talk yeah, to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah and now they're canceling practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the opposite. Right. They, they were so good, and um, you know, I spoke to so many of those players individually. Sometimes in a little bit of a scrum setting, but I got some uh, good little features out right. of it. For NBA, Australia. for NBA Australia, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And, um, you know, a couple of the guys like uh, Miles Turner, he recognized this from the show. Um, and it was great to talk to him. So, uh, Were you guys matching again? <laughs> no, no. I, I was going to ask him about that, actually. But I, uh, yeah, you guys I wasn't had like ready. a yeah, did you pack your baby sweater. Blue sweater? <laughs> <laughs> um, too warm. But that was the thing. Part of the reason, you know, I sort of wasn't ready because I got him on the first day and I'm like, oh man, I, I had no real questions prepared. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll just get, see what I can get here. So uh, it was great. And then... Um, <clears throat> Who was the nicest that you talked to of Team USA? I mean, the they're, yeah, they're all, none they're of all them, nice. Yeah, I mean, they're all who great. Was, what was oh, the, so Popov- I, I, uh, I led the Popovich scrum pretty much all three days. I was the first <laughs> one firing in the questions. <laughs> Good thing you've been watching those press conferences. <laughs> you were ready. Well, it was funny because the first two days, Pop, I asked him some questions. I said, first thing I said to him on day one was like, you know, you talk about you'd like guys to be round and, and, and travel and, yeah. and have an experience. How does that help them? And he answered that well. And, and then the second day I asked him something about... Um, I can't remember what, just about preparing for a different team, you know, different situation and the answer to that. And then on the third day, I said, um, you know, you've talked a lot about um, how difficult it is to get chemistry with guys who are still, you know, figuring it out. I said, do you ever try to run systems where you have maybe the three, well, there's four Celtics, but Kemba obviously hasn't played with those guys, play together and maybe the the two bucks with Milton and Brooke Lopez. He's like, no. And I said, but, but you know, wouldn't that maybe help with the chemistry? <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> well, he should have taken your, yeah. Yeah, your advice. That's you're right. <laughs> but I, so I, I sort of felt like the full Popovich experience. Yeah, you know? right, it was right. Like, it was almost like, all right, you've asked too many questions. Yeah, so I'm he's... just going to shut you down here. Yeah. Good. But, but then, you know, what Popovich, does, what Popovich wants is for you to stand your ground. Because if you walk away, if you sort of get sheepish, then he's like, well, he loses your <laughs> What are you doing, banging yeah. on the table? Yeah, Answer right. the question! All right. Answer the question, Paul! <laughs> so I thought, all right, I'm going to stick around here. I've got to come back with something else. So I let a few other questions get asked. And then I thought, all right, I've got, I've got a great question here for him because I know he can't back away from this one. And I just said, uh, Pop, what's the what's experience been like around Melbourne? Have people recognize you? How have they been treating you? What's the... And he had a really good long answer Ooh. about that because he couldn't blow that one off. Yeah. So I thought, like, there you go, Pop. Because he can't crap on Melbourne exactly. and the people. Exactly. Yeah, he's smart. not going to do that. And, and he, yeah, he's very complimentary about all those sorts of things. So uh, it was great. Okay. And so then what mixed within this through NBA Australia, you were uh, shooting hoops with <laughs> Alan Houston. You were crossing up Tim Hardaway. Taught him how to bop the old AFL ball back yeah, and forth, yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah. So that was through so, this. Yeah, so Benyam yeah. ben said to me one day uh, before he came down, he said, oh, listen, um, they, they've offered us Tim Hardaway uh, for, a, for a, you know, an hour if you want to do a feature with him. And I, and I wrote back, we were this on WhatsApp, and I said, senior? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so, uh, well, I just... I just well, it's sort of weird yeah, that I thought it might be June. Well, yeah, but I was just hanging out. I know, I thought it's bad. It's it's rough if they invite him out here, but he's not part of the team. Yeah. So, you know, anyway. Yeah. So I thought... Uh, I all said, right. all right, the OG Tim Hardaway. Yeah, I said, pitch him on this idea. I said, we'll talk, you know, killer crossover, and then we'll do, you know, a great segue into a crossover of the uh, NBA ball into the AFL ball. And... Uh, 
It was great. So we had, honestly, like an hour just with Tim Hardaway, just talking life, talking hoops. <laughs> talking life, huh? Oh, Did you talk to him about why he hates uh, Drake Kirby? <laughs> yeah. Did he want to fight me? Is it true that he wanted to fight yeah, me that one time? Come on. Honestly, there was no tension whatsoever. Oh, between, he was, between he was feeling good, wasn't he? Um, but then, you know, out on the court, so we didn't quite get it on. As we were setting up the camera, Tim Hardaway honestly hit like 11 shots in a row, just right. mid-range. And, and you should have heard the sound it was making on the net. It was just... <laughs> And I'm looking at Benny. I said, "Oh man, are you getting this? Are you getting- okay. <laughs> because I already I was like, you know, there's I'm game- getting this guy a job. He's I coming think, back. I think uh, I think it was against the Knicks in like '97. Tim Hardaway goes on a hot streak in the finals or in the thing, and he hits like seven three. Yeah, and it's Marv on the call. Familiar, I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, I'm dropping Marv underneath. Hardaway again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he is on fire. <laughs> but we didn't quite get it, so I couldn't do it. But uh, it's, uh, it would have been great. Is is Benyam already uh, tired of you as much as JD yeah, is? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thinking so glad I wasn't there. <laughs> That's awesome. And then Alan Houston shooting yeah. around. And so, and then, and then, and then after that, uh, the sort of NBA connection guy was there, and um, and I said, oh, "Is anyone else coming out?" And he said, "Oh, Alan Houston's down tomorrow." And I said. <laughs> Great. I'm here. I'll clear my schedule. <laughs> Benyam, do not turn off the camera. I'll send uh, send the kids to uh, a dairy farm and uh, I'm, uh, I'm available. <laughs> it was so much fun though with uh, with Alan Houston because he's in incredible shape. Yeah. And uh, you know how people sort of that think like like Steve Smith and um, and Grant Hill look alike. Yeah. Throw Alan Houston yeah, in there sure, too. You yeah. couldn't split those three. Still more. all in shape. Oh, yeah, same height. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so having spoken to Tim Hardaway the day before about the Knicks heat rivalry. Yep. Then I had Alan Houston the next day, so I was like, "Oh, it was oh. great to get a different angle on the on the same rivalry," and uh, it, it was awesome. And then just as we're done, I just threw him the ball just to see. You shooters like to shoot, and he got cooking as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like the feeling I get from just passing to these NBA legends <laughs> and then knocking down jumpers. And you know they don't. They, people don't just say, "All right, that's enough. I'm out of here." While they're hot, they yeah, just no, like to keep on shooting. Yeah, they're not going to stop uh, no having way. hit twelve no in way. a row. Exactly. They're going to go until exactly. they miss, and then they're going to shoot again to yeah. make sure they leave the gym on a make. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, it was it was uh, really good fun. Well, that's really good. Fun. Literally sounds like your dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I had an old basketball digest with Tim Hardaway, of course. On the so I pulled that out. Got it. Got it in my. Yeah. I just happen to have this in my back pocket. Weird. <laughs> it's funny because it's. On the front page of that basketball digest, but the actual article—it's a preview for the season, ninety-two, yeah. ninety-three—and it's like it's like one paragraph, and I'm like, oh, I was expecting like a feature article on there, but uh, right. wasn't to be. So. <laughs> we got to talk to the editor. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well let's let's actually <laughs> talk about again. We're going to get here to the FIBA World Cup two thousand nineteen edition, but you had those exhibition games. Mm. Like I got to hear you know a couple of stories from, especially the win. There was the two games. Yes. Um, but the the historic it really was the um, win over Team USA snapping what they had won like seventy eight games mm-hmm. in a row in yeah. international play, um, be it friendlies or not. What yeah. was that like? So um, they they uh, it was a pretty big build up, um, but coming into the game because they were playing in an Aussie Rules football stadium mm-hmm. where they can have fifty odd thousand people there with a roof with a roof yeah, yeah and a court in the middle and and it's and it's I think like. Um, I think the Mercedes-Benz Stadium can do it. You can move the seats in. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're moving the seats. So it's not an ideal venue for basketball. Right, because the, the tweets I saw, you could it, obviously a huge, huge stadium. Yeah. You, you got the floor there. Sort of um, similar at, to times like uh, March Madness, like Definitely, Final Fours yes. and stuff like that. Court looked tiny. Yeah. yeah, the court's so small in this giant cavernous stadium. And then those seats that are sort of on the floor, yeah. they don't almost raise up enough 
So you're sort of at a bad... Well... You, you don't have a great view if you have some of those yeah. expensive seats. Some, some of them, yes. Yeah. And, and this was a bit of a controversy that people had paid four or 500 bucks sure. for a seat. And they were sort of saying, well, first off, where's LeBron? Where's Steph? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Which is fair because they were... I mean, they were like... Weren't they on the posters and stuff like well, that? Well, yeah. So they... Maybe they, not, they, maybe not those guys They never said, but, these guys are definitely coming. Yeah. But of course, you, you know, at the start, this time last year, you were like, we're hoping to have these big names yeah. and then when everyone started pulling out people were getting upset yeah. but still you know you don't have to spend $400 on a ticket either like this I, I didn't like people complaining saying well I wanted this and then I want to have a great view as well you know that arena you know what's what you're going to sort of get there that it's not a great venue for basketball so okay. there was a bit of controversy okay. about that um, but then when the when the games tipped off like it didn't matter really because there was for the first time ever there was NBA quality playing basketball in Australia. Right. And even though it was a friendly, it was an exhibition, didn't count for anything. America has this reputation, like, that we never lose. And, and yeah. you, so they were competing. These guys, like Kemba Walker and Miles Turner, they don't want to be the guys who are like, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're the third choice for yeah. this team. They've got that pride of playing for America and, and upholding the standards that America yeah. voice. And also, the winning streak alone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So the standard was, was great. Right. And the competitiveness of the game was great. And first half of the first game was only a one-point game. And I, I was like, oh, this, you know, this is great for Australia. Yeah. And then in the third quarter, it was great because America really put their foot on the gas, blew the game out to like 15 points. Yeah, and then sort of closed it out and was like that. that's actually pretty good because it shows America taking it seriously flexing their muscles a bit and then closing out the game and it gives Australia a real incentive to come back now in game two two days later right. to try to like say okay this th- there's no joke about this game anymore it's not like just a, a, an all-star game where they're just going up yeah, and back yeah it wasn't like that at no, all no not at no. all it was really competitive right. and so then in game two it was identical how I think it was t- uh, one point game at half time Third quarter, America builds a sort of lead about 10 points. Yeah. And then in the last quarter... Oh, my God. Paddy Mills... It was wild. It was perfect. It was perfect. Paddy Mills in front of Popovich... I know. ...in the green and gold, hitting these shots, like coming around screens, grabbing it and flinging away, knocking it in. He's he drove fire. inside. Yeah, he hit everything. He banked in a three. Yeah. Um, and... And the place was going <laughs> insane. And there was more on the Saturday than on the Thursday. The Saturday afternoon was like a 3.30 game, oh. which, is, uh, which was interesting timing. But... More people there and the crowd just like when you could sense Australia like we can win this. It was incredible. It was it was still electric in that stadium and the defense chant. So uh it was like an Australian rules football chant, though. They weren't doing the defense defense. Yeah. Instead it was defense. <laughs> Everybody clap your hands. Hearing the crowd, you could start, you know, they started to really get into it because it was like this is a chance. And, uh, and and then again for Patty to do that in front of the home crowd. So it was incredible. like they had won the gold medal. Oh, it when was. They won. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the crowd went crazy. Like the players kind of were like, you know, this doesn't really count for anything. Yeah. They weren't getting too carried away. But I, I was just so happy that Australia won the game. Yeah. Were you, you know? given hugs? Uh, high fives. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. A few fist pumps. You know, like it was it even was... on press row. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd they have you? Where was press row? For uh, it was way back. Was oh, really? The... Yeah. Well, it was in the official like Aussie oh. rules. Room, so oh, it was a huge yeah. room where it's great to watch football. But yeah, we were miles away from <laughs> really? the sport. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna try to sneak down, but I, I thought, uh, you know, I won't. Yeah, I was down there before the game. You know, yeah, you, you know, just sort of seeing who's Getting around. Your grams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's pretty cool. You got to see that. Yeah. I, again, and, and then you know we're gonna get into it. Australia obviously playing pretty well mm. here in this uh, in the World Cup. Oh, the other thing I will say, both games are. Uh, 
an enormous amount of starters fans. I was that was going to be my an next question. Enormous amount of starters fans. Like I, I could not believe. So how if many... you're a, I don't know, a G celebrity here in America, <laughs> what are you? What are you when no, you're yeah. in Melbourne? Come on, you. Yeah. Like, you're like a C celebrity. They're like Craig Sager's here. <laughs> there he is. Probably. I mean, in in that um, arena at that time, I was, you know, yeah, I was. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> I was Lee Ellis. I mean, I had I had so many people uh, stop and, and ask for a selfie. Yeah. But what was incredible was how many people stopped me to tell me a story about our show. Oh, that's cool. There was guys going through breakups with girlfriends and it was like, I was down and I was depressed. I, it was like people just pouring it out. Sim- it was, we've, we've received similar emails, yes, of course. Yeah. And, 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 and I think Very because cool. the fact that um, a lot of people felt that uh, if they wanted to see me, that was the best chance to get me. So it was like, I got to tell you this story. Right. And there was another story about a guy who was uh, paralyzed on one side of his body for a while. He couldn't see. Holy. I know. And he said his girlfriend was just playing like our podcast over and over. And it, uh, he. And he got worse. No. Kidding. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it, it just helped him. Um, but, but <laughs> you know, there was another guy, uh, you know, going through a, a tough time in his life. Yeah. Um, and no, it's pe- amazing. Oh, it was, I, I, I mean, I tried to get as many, uh, you know, I stopped for everyone and tried to take a photo with everyone I could. And a lot I, of thumbs up, I assume. Well, yeah, a few people sort of messaged me and said, can we, can we organize yeah. a photo? I, I sort of said, listen, I can't really tell you I'm going to be at this certain place, but if you stop me, I'm all yours. Right, you, know, you can find it. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Should have worn like red and white stripes, and, uh, glasses already got, put a hat on, you're Waldo. But, uh, you know, as fun as, as, as it was, like to know that we actually, uh, you know, touch people's lives like that was really cool. Very, and, very and, cool. And everyone was like pulling for us. Like, I hope you guys get a show soon. I hope you come back. I was going to say how many people asked about us, yeah. man. Uh, every, honestly, like <laughs> everyone. Kidding. No, everyone. Everyone. Um, it wasn't, obviously me being there made it more about me but people were more interested in the show and where you know when we're going to be back and uh, what we're going to be doing and uh it was just incredible and of course the big one i sent it to straight to you on uh on twitter and instagram i ran into the uh vsp data collector oh that's right yes (laughs) oh man it was so cool to meet him did you see kaushik on the dairy farm (laughs) (laughs) lots of it yeah yeah Yeah, no, it was um, it was it was so cool meeting him because he's been a part of the show for a lot of years, for sure, and uh, and and it was awesome. So. Um, you know, really. Did you ask him if he can make his graphs any smaller? Yeah. <laughs> I said we got to send Skinty a message here. You know, fonts? you know he'll complain about something. Uh, it was fun to it was fun to like yeah. Matty O going across America to follow your journey while you were <laughs> yeah. in Australia with these games and seeing all the photos and stuff like that. Shout out to everybody that came up to uh, yeah. to Lily and had some kind words. I hope to say about the show. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear any nasty comments anyway. No? Oh, okay. uh, I didn't hear them. There's probably one or two out there. Yeah. But, uh, but but truly, like it w- it was more about uh, the the group rather than specifically me you know people liked me being there but uh if if all of us were there i'm telling you man like it would have been wild i, I mean look we we what? you told us you we tried were going. yeah you uh, tried to be yeah, we're still waiting to hear yeah. back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from what i remember well, i'm glad you got the chance oh, there was experience. one funny moment too um uh, i played basketball i played a couple of games while i was out there right and one night after the game it was like remember when um were you playing like with your old um, like run like uh, your old gym old friends in my in my in the gym that I grew up in I played one wow. night in there yeah that okay. was awesome yeah I played for the arch enemy too that night yeah whoa yeah because my friend Tim we used to play on the same team and please, so please call him Timmy <laughs> Timmy <laughs> and uh and so I messaged him I said you know is there any chance I can get a, get onto a run here he said yeah no worries and so we went up there and uh and it was for our arch enemy as 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 kid he just Ooh. moved at some point I had to get a clearance as well what do you like mean? a transfer. <laughs> What? 
<laughs> like I, because I used to play for another team in that same league, they had no to, way. They had to make a transfer. Wait, wait, wait! You played for that team how long ago? Last time I played was 1998. <laughs> <laughs> they still got you on the bus. <laughs> what are What's you your talking about? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. one of the guys and afterwards, Bobby Bonilla still get paid. <laughs> one of the guys afterwards said uh, he said, "Oh yeah, I had to file your paperwork so you could play." That's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> It's a well-run league. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it was great. So you got out there and got to... How, how was your game down there? Uh, no, rough the first Ooh. night, yeah. The, you know, I think I think the Australian now uh, standard three-point line is the NBA three-point line. Even at like... At like a what? Like at, a, like at our, just our uh, regular gym. Huh. Which is, you know, I mean, I remember when we shot like the three-point shoot out. It's, not, you FIBA, it's not a FIBA three-point line? I think so. It feels way bad. <laughs> yeah. Like when we shot in the Superdome, like the three-point shoot out there, that feels like the most emptiest yeah, stadium. Yeah. It's but, weird to shoot yeah. in, in empty gyms And this like gym, like there's like five or six courts yeah. there. And it felt even further back in that gym when I turned because I was like I was thinking oh yeah I'll probably just get a, you know <laughs> yeah, get a couple of shots and uh, have some fun around, sure. yeah and I was like oh my god this is oh, like, so yeah. you didn't re- represent that no, well I, I, didn't, I didn't connect from downtown oh, the first night but uh, I played a couple of other games and the last game um, do you remember so the dream team when uh, like Charles Barkley. I think it was at the free throw line and one of the guys for Angola or someone got subbed off and he wanted a photo or he wanted an autograph uh, or something yeah, like yeah, something yeah. crazy like that. Or it maybe it was auto- after the game. It was after the game, yeah. I think, yeah. Well, that happened in one game that I played that uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the opponents were like, Ali, can we get a photo, man? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do, mid-game? Or after? No, no, it was after the game. It was after the game, yeah. Maybe at the free throw line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But, uh, yeah, basketball is uh, really huge. Huge <laughs> down under. And it was great. It was great. How long were you gone? How long were you there? Uh, well, five You're weeks there. Wow, yeah, holy. we were there five weeks. Um, and Roxana and our and our other older son came back two weeks early, so right. it was just me and um, our three year old for the last two weeks. Saw the uh, flight home with uh, just Oscar was uh, a bit taxing, was it? Yeah, well, so Melbourne to LA actually wasn't too bad. It's like fifteen hours or so, um, but we got a spare seat. So oh, that's huge. So I was like, okay. But you fly at 11 o'clock in the morning. So it's like, it's the worst time for a kid because he's got all his energy. Oh he's ready to God. go. Yeah. So he fell asleep a couple of times, you know, two hours here, two hours there. We got to LA, not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Had three and a half hours in LA before connecting to Atlanta. A lot of time in an airport. Yeah. yeah. And, and LA domestic airport, there's oh, yeah. nothing yeah. to do there yeah. as well. Anyway, so he wasn't too bad. He gave him some food and, yeah. you know, the iPad. And like, I was like... Uh, there's no limits on iPad or screen. There's no time. rules in an airport. No, that's right. No, no. You, you, with exactly. your diet, with whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, consumption the, of television. Whatever. Took the flight from LA to Atlanta, and um, and he and he just zonked out the first two hours. He was just out cold, and then he woke up. Oh, <laughs> oh, he <laughs> and he had was... enough of airplanes by then. <laughs> he woke up. He's like, we're still in an airplane. <laughs> oh boy. He so and and the seating was uh i was on the middle he was on the window and there's a, a lady on the aisle oh god and it was a full flight and he was just like all right dad that's it i am done like raging oh he raged <laughs> honestly for half an hour he was just like i don't want this i don't want this <laughs> ipad get it out of here Whoa. squeezies get it out of here chop a chop lollipops get them out of here <laughs> 
He was like, Dad, you I'm cannot just... give me anything right now. Wow. I just want to fight you to the death. <laughs> and then you said it like fired up other kids, didn't well, it? Well, it did. It did. It was like, I mean, so that was the good like thing. Yeah. The good thing about it was there was at least four or five other kids, babies, toddlers on this flight, and all of them lost it at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, the so, good, the good yeah. thing for those um, other passengers that are flying with no kids. I tell you, the lady next to us, you know, I don't know if she had kids or not. And I was like, this is either, this could be birth control for her. She's like, <laughs> she's like looking at him just going, because, you know, for the first two hours, oh, what a sweet little three-year-old. And then it's just half an hour of just like. <laughs> Thank, well, luckily you were close to being home, I guess, at that yeah, point. Yeah, not close enough. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, that, it felt, the last hour of that flight felt longer than the 15 hours over the Pacific. Oh, because <laughs> you're, you're just like, come on, man. I'm, I, I Eat chop a chop. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of safeties that you got with kids. It's like lollipop. No doubt. No lollipop. Yeah, it's going to buy you 15 minutes yeah, sure. at least. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it got to the point where I was like, I tried everything. I was like, I tried bargaining with him, reasoning with him, you know, bribing him. Then it sort of turns to bullying, <laughs> intimidation, and then it just is outright rage from me. It's like, shut the hell up! <laughs> but I'm all right, everyone. Don't worry. Because everyone don't pay attention to me for a minute here, but you're just like, will you shut the fuck up? Please, just, please. I'm, he starts Because crying. you're also like, in theory, oh, like you're yeah. done with this too. Yeah. Like 24 hours of travel. Well, and, and we left Melbourne in winter, right? So, you know, we, it's cold. Right. And then you go from, uh, and, and it's basically, it, it, you know, by the time you arrive, it's it's warm. And then you've got the all day flight from LA. Like yeah. it's all day. So it's just a hundred degrees on the airplane as oh well. My God. So I'm sweaty and disgusting <laughs> and hungry and dirty. And, Tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, so these games, like uh, these exhibition games in Melbourne, in Australia, obviously a big hit. A precursor to an NBA game happening there, or is this? I don't know. This flight is just scares everybody. Uh, no, but the, honestly, the flight is is um, it's no different going to China or Japan. I guess that's true. It's that's not. True. I mean, if you're going 13 hours, then you're going 14 hours. Yeah. It doesn't you know make any difference. Um, and again, and you know they're they're not flying economy. No, they're, no, no. <laughs> they're not. Squeezing. They don't have Oscar beside them. <laughs> no, exactly, oh, <laughs> exactly. Oscar beside Jason Tatum. But, but I, I I would say um, I, I would say there is uh, very likely going to be yeah. more. NBA, you know, content <laughs> in Australia. I would say. Uh, I mean, why you been talking with Benjamin? Well, back? Yeah, was, I talked to a few people out there. Yeah, I mean, you think it's you well, think the, it's going to happen. So you you sold out a hundred thousand people to two exhibition exhibition games. games. You know, that's that's incredible, and that's with people complaining because there's no LeBron, there's no Steph. Now let's say because LeBron's basically said he wants to play Tokyo next year. And I think if LeBron goes, I think Steph goes, I think Kevin Durant maybe, all these guys have a sort of last, okay. like, all right, especially if America doesn't win gold at the uh, World Cup, which right. is, you know, very likely we'll, they we'll won't. We'll break it down. Yeah. I promise we um, will get to it. <laughs> so I wouldn't... I mean, maybe maybe they will. Who knows? But they're, they're certainly not a lock. I mean, if you had if you had LeBron and Steph and everyone, yeah, yeah. you would probably say they're still... They're going to do it easily. But anyway, the thing is, I think the fact that uh, Australia put on such a good show, it's going to be something that they can sell now to... Uh, so to what you think a possibility again before the Olympics that there'd be sort of tune-up games... Could be, possibly, in Australia, yeah. Just especially being on that side of the world. Absolutely. It does and, make sense. And, and if you... Yeah, exactly. Because you, you fly to Australia, then it's still eight hours to Tokyo or whatever, but yeah. you, you're going to go somewhere to do this exhibition. They always go to China. They always go to other places in Asia. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go back there next year. And again, if you have that huge, huge lineup, then um, it's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah. What about We're an NBA go? game? What about an NBA game? Well, the chances of getting a uh, 
preseason game, I think, are good mm-hmm. because again they're flying to India this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And they're and, and the they're Raptors doing, are. Either, right? Yeah, I think yeah, the Kings yeah. and is it the Kings and the Raptors? Yeah. I think oh, definitely the Kings because of uh, Vivek. Yeah. Um, but the, I think it's the Raptors. Anyway. Yeah, I, I would I would be surprised if there's not an NBA uh, you know preseason, pre-season game, game there within the next couple of years. Anyway. So. Oh, all right. Amazing. Yeah. Any other Australian stories you feel like you need to share? Those are great. I mean, I'm sure you have them. Yeah, they'll they'll sort of come along naturally. I think it's hard to sort of you know think of them. But um, well, I did uh, the other thing with Popovich. I recommended a restaurant to him. Uh, I don't know if he took it or not. But uh, (laughs) Nando's is big in Australia. They're everywhere. But uh, chicken's big right now here in America too. Chicken sandwich. While you were gone, the chicken sandwich exploded (laughs) here. That was a hilarious meme with that uh, Popeyes worker. Uh, good meme. Uh, great meme. And yeah, the, yeah, the Jordan meme going next to it. it was great. Yeah. Uh, so what did what did you recommend? A restaurant. It was in a Melbourne. Lebanese restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Interested. Um, and the thing is with Pop. So, so after his little scrum, I said to him, uh, I said, Hey, have you uh, you know, you found any decent restaurants? And he's like, Yeah. I said, You want another little tip? And he said, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What is it? What is it? <laughs> I gave it to him. I said, It's a great place. Go check it out. He said, okay, okay. okay. I said, You can walk there too from your hotel. That was the other thing I thought. Oh. Can't tell him. You know, go half an hour away. Sure. Like. Pop, you walk there. Have a great time. <laughs> Were you guys actually whispering back and forth? <laughs> I mean, you know, I had the mic down, so it was uh, it was off camera. You know, I didn't, I didn't want him to think I was uh, sort of stealing an extra interview there with him. But right. Pop, you know, that's the thing. I knew wine and restaurants. That's yeah. Pop's weak Smart. spot. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you know. the other players, um, from what you could tell, um, were they enjoying? Australia and Melbourne in general? Yeah, they seem to be. I mean, honestly, I mean, I they, they arrive at Melbourne, they go to the hotel, they yeah, go to practice. I guess. You know, there were, and there were a few A beautiful events, city. Yeah, they had a few events on at night and stuff as well. So, was uh, it, How cold was it? It was uh, in Celsius around, you know, 11 degrees. Yeah, yeah okay. You know, uh, I, was, I was in Melbourne yeah, when it was winter. A too. little bit warmer during the day, but at night definitely dropped, dropped down yeah, uh, a little bit. Chilly. You know, uh, but great experience. Really uh, happy I was there for it. Sure. All right. Well, let's get into the, the FIBA World Cup. It's going on. I hope you guys, uh, I'm sure some of you listening to this are watching uh, the games. If you're in America, you got ESPN Plus to watch them, unless you got an illegal stream going. Up in Canada? DAZN, maybe? Uh, I've seen a lot of DAZN content. Yeah, it's like um, the NBA in Australia. You're seeing a lot of DAZN yeah, content in Canada right there's now. There's ways to watch these. You <laughs> yeah. got to search for it. You got to pay maybe a little bit of money to get them, but hopefully you guys are. We are through the, uh, the first round group play. Um, it, it, look, there are 32 teams. I think we could get into whether or not that's maybe too many teams. But um, there are these weird. There's weird qualification just to even get into this. And then of course there are Olympic bursts on the line from winning your zones in your area. I mean, it, it honestly is a mess. And then you've got these group things that lead into a second group stage. And then eventually you get to the the top eight teams to a knockout quarterfinals. And that that will be awesome. Um, there's, I don't know how much you guys have watched, obviously talking to Trey and Lee here, um, but there's been some pretty entertaining games. There's been a lot of blowouts too, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of like 40 to 50 point blowouts Definitely. where just one team is completely overmatched, but there's been some close games and it looks to be like, I don't know, you could talk yourself into three or four teams, you know, winning this thing. You really could, uh, playing well and winning it, just stringing together, I guess what it would be at that point in the quarterfinals, what, three games? Right? Three wins. Is that right? For three or four wins, you'd have to win to win a gold. Uh, I can't even do math. Yeah. Right now. Well, there's definitely two, three. I think it's four. Right. I think because there's two more qualification games. Yeah, don't worry about those. I'm yeah. not just. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Who knows? Point is, <laughs> there's like four or five teams probably that could win this thing. Here's what we got right now. Sixteen teams are through to group 
stage two, <laughs> they call this thing, <laughs> round two of the group play, because they do a sort of a round robin typish thing, though you carry over your... You Your know, points, points yeah, from yeah, round yeah, one. So all that matters. There's going to be probably a lot of weird tiebreakers in this sort of second stage moving on and, and determining those final eight. But here they are. Argentina, Poland, Venezuela, and Russia. Group J, that was group I. Group J, Serbia, Spain, Italy, and Puerto Rico. Group K, the States, Czech Republic, Brazil, and Greece, having won this morning against New Zealand. Mm. Uh, book their ticket through to that, that second round. And then group L, France, Dominican Republic, Australia and yes. Lithuania. Australia uh, still a perfect 3-0. They beat Lithuania this morning in a really, really good game. Um, so those are the 16 teams. The other 16 teams now, they play games that are important. And we'll get into Canada, I'm sure, at some point. Um, in terms of winning a qualifying spot for then a qualifying tournament to then hopefully qualify <laughs> for the Olympics. I think I have that right. It's a lot of qualifying. Yeah, it's like you know teams like Canada and stuff like Germany are in that sort of, um, you know, almost like a toilet bowl sort of section of the tournament but they're playing for something anyway my first question for you guys from all of this what's been the biggest surprise uh after the after the first round after uh, all these teams have played three games what's the biggest surprise be it a be it a team be it a game be it a player whatever you want i mean i i hesitate to say it's the biggest surprise because there was a lot of buzz preseason. i guess that's what you would call it with the united states losing to australia but that they played turkey so close yeah the the way it ended the four missed free throws somehow the usa pulls it off and then turkey still doesn't advance yeah yeah it makes it look even crazier yeah. that the usa was played so close i mean perhaps there's a little bit of turkeys playing the game of their lives you know Ilyasova came out he was a madman chetty osman was a madman furkan korkmaz they were all playing outside of their their standard sort of a uh, production just because this is a huge game for them um but that was awesome to watch. Uh, shout out to ESPN Plus. I was streaming at a breakfast table, trying to get my uh, my French toast out. It was taking forever. So luckily, I had a chance to subscribe and throw down the game. But um, I mean, that game was that was oh, an was awesome, awesome game to watch. Yeah. yeah. But and, you're right. The big surprise is not that Team USA. It's sort of like this B or C version of Team USA. These guys there representing their country. Not that they almost lost, because I, I mean, we were well. You and Tass were like pretty ninety nine percent sure they were oh, going to yeah. win this gold medal. I was trying to say like uh, I don't know, it was like maybe a better chance, whatever. When we were doing sort of a pre FIBA talk here on the podcast, but it's the Turkey team. It's the mm. team that was like ranked seventeenth, I think, in the world. Like you said, didn't even advance to this second stage. That's the sort of surprise. Not a Serbia, not an Australia, a Lithuania, France, or whatever. One of these other maybe sort of quote-unquote powerhouse teams. It's like a Turkey team like took them to the brink and should have won the game. Oh, they, definitely should have won the game. They 100% should have won that game. They hit... They probably hit one of those free throws, maybe two. And well, the fail, on, the fail on Tatum just to get him to the free throw yeah. line as well. I mean, Chetty Osmond yeah. trying to close out and contest yeah. it, but he definitely fouled them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that and then, then Turkey had a chance still, obviously, this morning to go through and then lose the check. You wonder if that sort of just played into it a little bit, maybe, you know. Uh, who knows? But um, that, that, the, to think that Turkey were that close to taking down America and now they're done is uh, is tough for them. Right. You know? And And... Makes you question even more Team USA's chances to win this thing. Well, uh, they need everyone healthy, and Tatum didn't play today against Japan. They won by about six hundred points, so that doesn't yeah. matter. But they certainly need uh, everybody healthy. I just think that teams, the team that's impressed me the most so far, Serbia, have just been unbelievable yep. to watch. Uh, Ninety-three assists on 
111 field goals, I think it is right now. That ball is fizzing yeah, around. Yeah, I think they've got. Their, I think Schumann said yeah. they have the number one offense yeah. so far. Um, and you just watching them on offense. That ball just it never sticks. Yeah, never sticks. That that's a big part of the reason why they have so many assists. Half the time they don't even catch the ball. You no. see that Jokic oh. touch pass. I love those passes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Um, they're, they're looking really really good. I mean, the USA obviously is one of the teams that can win. I think yeah. Greece. If 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 Giannis, they had a bit of a. Um, well, against, I don't, against I don't Brazil, so. I mean, but that's okay. You can lose and still, oh, yeah. you know, you're not out of it yet. Um, I would say uh, Lithuania, again, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised Australia handled them as easily as Australia's as playing really well yeah. right now. Spain, Argentina, those teams are always good. Um, so there's a lot of good teams. America is, is clearly there, but I think I, I would have Serbia as a favorite right now, just from what I've seen. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, what they benefit from is a lot of these guys have kind of played together a lot. You know, at different international tournaments, yeah. whereas the USA team, a lot of these guys, they might have played at different levels together at some form, but not at a not at a, a men's national level. Yeah, they're so thrown still, together. Yeah, for yeah the they're most still part. they're still, and they're they're a little thin too. At point guard, they're a little thin, and even their bigs are a little thin. I mean, you got Miles Turner, who's great, uh, but Plumley, he's a good body. And then there's someone else I'm forgetting. Brooke Lopez. Oh, Brooke Lopez, yeah, who's who's a big, but he's not a traditional big. He's more a modern big, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I think they're going to need. I think they need another body there. Someone like Bam Adebayo, who was a late cut, he actually wouldn't have been a bad yeah. player for a tournament like this alone. Athletic, can run, can jump. You know, but still, it, it, it is physical. It was I mean, very I, I physical. Know, oh, I'm yeah. sure I've heard Simmons yeah. talk about it. He's not wrong. It's yeah. weird though. I mean, there's some games I watch um, where it's like. Every second play is a foul call. Yeah. Like that there was a the, the Canadian game yeah. with uh Lithuania no um who did Canada play in the second game? Um Senegal? Yes. No, no, that was third. Lithuania. Game. I was yeah, right. Yeah. Second game was Lithuania, yeah. excuse me. They played them. Every second play was a ticky tack foul. Yeah. There was no flow to the game and, and you do see some games like that. And then other games oh. They just let them play. I mean, like, they're like, it's sort of like, it always, I think it's because you get some of these older guys too that used to or used to play in the NBA or still play in the NBA, but are just now rotation guys, uh, sort of role player type guys, but dominate in international play. Like, sure. you know, like Verjao and Skola and stuff like that. Oh. And like, even Ilya Silva. Skola's been incredible. Oh, I know. But it's like, it reminds me of like a rec league yeah. game where it's like, oh, it's going to be a lot more physical because yeah. half the time you're not going to have refs. And... All the older guys are all crafty and they're still good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's they know like, the tricks. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it makes it entertaining for sure. But the 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 turkey scare was no doubt it was real. And Kemba did prove though. I thought he stepped up to be the like he was the guy. Like, right. Like hey, we need a basket. You know, he was big in overtime. Yeah. I know. I know Mitchell made some plays. He also had some brutal turnovers. Um, and yeah, and Joe Harris, same thing. Hit some big shots, grabbed a big rebound, a big steal, but also had some bad plays. Like Turner as well. Both good and bad, I think at times. But uh, I thought Kemble really was like, "Hey, I'm going to be the guy when we need a bucket or need to stop the bleeding here." And it'll be interesting to see if he can do that, sort of continuing in this play, in the tournament. Yeah, Kemba is. It seems like he's the takeover guy, and they they got to have somebody who is just established as. When it comes down to it, he's taking the shot. Yeah. And for him, or for me, it's going to either be him or Chris Middleton. I thought it's been awesome. Every time he's on the court, I think the team looks better, maybe just because he's got a little bit of size yeah. on the wing, where that to me is where they're really lacking is the guy in between having a big guy at the rim and somebody who can pass. Like if Draymond Green were mm. willing to play in this tournament, he would be perfect because the, the thing that killed the USA against Turkey that you saw again a little bit against Japan, it didn't matter because the talent is so much different, but they don't have a guy who can catch the ball at 18 feet 
and either take two dribbles and make a layup or pass it to the guy in the corner on time before the defense has a chance to recover. Draymond would be great at that. Aaron Gordon, they mentioned on Zach Lowe's podcast today. There are guys out there who can play like that. Marcus Smart, I think, might be a, a, a guy you could use sort of in the, the big guy distribution role, which is kind of weird since he's a little guy. Obviously, he was hurt, but there's got to be somebody who can kind of connect yeah. the inside to the outside. There's nobody that does that right now. Kemba can get going, but I still think like him, Donovan Mitchell, they're not necessarily such great isolation players that they're making plays for other guys. Maybe mm. they get around their first uh, their first matchup, but then the way you can pack the paint in the FIBA game, it makes the passes they, tough. And teams and are throwing a lot of yeah. zone at them. For sure. And, and they're just them beat them. clogging it up in the middle, getting hands up, and trying to, trying to close things down. And it's been working so far. I feel like the U.S. is over-penetrating and just thinking too much I think uh, what happens when you're playing for the first time from an Australian point of view that Andrew Bogut plays that role very well exactly you know he can dribble he's got a decent handle and he understands how to make a pass or just to use his body to even sort of set his own screen to get the guy curling around and then you've got guys like Joe Ingles who's doing the same thing give him the ball he's not the fastest in the world but he knows how to make it's it's a FIBA pass you know it's 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 a slightly different game yeah it is Um, and, and again that comes back to what I'm seeing with Serbia though like do they even really have a run a point guard it's more just sort of like get the ball down everyone just keeps on moving keeps on cycling around and they seem to get so many uncontested or open looks uh, particularly around the rim because it's very hard to defend when guys just keep on moving like that whereas the the US game tends to be a little bit more like Kemba you know you can do it Go yeah. and do it, but yeah. it's it's less reliable if you're having a guy have to do that all the time. Well, the Serbs too, like so many, like they'll do the inside out game because like Bogdanovic, oh the God. last game, what he hit like five threes in a I row, he's he like finished 68. with thirty one or something, yeah. and then had a bunch of steals as well. Like, yeah, it's you're right, it's pretty, and they're winning these games. Like, they have what arguably the second best player in the whole tournament in Jokic, and it's like, yeah, yeah. You really, you haven't heard a whole. It's not like. Oh, he got to go to Jokic. Jokic has got to get his 30 to win these games. Like, not even close. But he's also like 85% from the field. So it's like when he touches it, somebody else scores or he makes the shot. Yeah, he no. just, they don't need well, him I'm to touch it very much. Bad. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying they're just so, they're, they're so, uh, such a cohesive unit. Yeah, no doubt. That, uh, that's scary. Like, because you know he could go win them a game like that if they play like a big team like Team USA. Bogdanovich is 65% from downtown. Yeah, no, five, they're on. Five a game out of seven and a half makes. I they're mean. on fire. I will go back to Team USA. I think they have proven here, especially with how many guys they play and Pop likes to get in there, and you could argue whether that's good or bad. But the emphasis, I think, they've looked at their team and go, yeah, okay, I know we got NBA players, but our offense may not be near like great enough to win games. we got to win these with defense. Mm. And that's how, I think, going forward, and that's why they want to play a bunch of guys, play them in short bursts, bust your ass when you're out there on defense, and let's just hold teams you know, quite low and then, you know, hopefully scrape together enough offense to get it done. I think that to me sort of looks to be the Popovich sort of Kerr game plan here. Like we got the athletes where we mm. should not be easy to be scored on. I, I And I know there are some, you know, you could, Miles Turner, I think is a fine defensive player. At times he got blown by there in that Turkey game, but he's good. It's like, you just hope those guys don't get into foul trouble, but yeah, this is, yeah, it, this thought- makes it way more interesting. This tournament though. With Team USA not like, oh, yeah, they got LeBron or KD or Steph. And like, yeah, they're going to win every game by 20. Well, especially the way it happened as well. With In the Czech Republic game, the U.S. was great on defense. I thought they were yeah. flying around, making yeah. a ton of plays, and they you know, they basically blew the checks out of the they water. They played 11 of their 12 players in like the first quarter of that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. and like like you said, Miles Turner had a bunch of blocks. Like Jason Tatum was getting chased yeah. down blocks. The, the U.S. players are going to be more athletic than yeah. their counterparts for the most part. So that has to show up on the defensive side of the ball, which it did in game one. But game two... The offensive struggles threw him out of whack defensively. So uh, y- y- maybe after game one, you say, oh, look at this huge athleticism advantage. There's no way anybody's going to beat the U.S. And then, then the very next game, same guys having trouble 
stop getting stops defensively, having trouble scoring. Now it's anybody's game. Like you're mm. saying, Lee, uh, I would say that the field is the favorite over yeah, the United States for, for sure. sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And um, I think uh, someone like Bogdanovich in this role, he's just more comfortable playing like this, where it's like, if you're hot man, uh, Bielitsa as well, he's firing threes. Um, again, <laughs> just just these guys, when they've, they've played together at, at different levels growing up, and when they go to the NBA, they have to accept a different role with different guys that they're just not used to. They don't stand out. But in, in this environment, it's just so they're, much. Hold on. They're also just more used to the actual ball they're playing with. Yeah. Uh, the environments, you know, some of, some of the crowds and stuff like that. I know they're not like playing like in front of us. They're like uh, 20,000 Serbians. I get that. Yeah. But still. The there Lithuanians are, are. I know. Like there are pockets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of them. But like just the atmosphere and stuff like that. Obviously the rules. Um, that I'm sure we'll get into that crazy Brazil-Greece one yeah. where Bruno wisely off the free throw knocks off the rim. You know, there are these little, little, like, little different rules that you got to know. And it, it's tough to like it's t- I would imagine it'd be difficult for any NBA player to suddenly pick that up mm. and be like, oh yeah, I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's not easy to remember after playing your entire entire career. Yeah. You know, you can't do that. <laughs> now exactly you can do right. that for these couple of weeks, which is weird. So yeah, no, that they have a little bit of a leg up. The Americans, by the way, will go up against Greece on Saturday. Oh, that's so, huge. So they're going to play Greece uh, and Giannis on Saturday, and then they play Brazil on Monday. Um, and those are the and then the top two teams, of course, from that group will advance. And should the United States go through to the quarterfinals, they're probably going to then face either Lithuania, France, or Australia. Mm. Uh, so none of these teams. I mean, there's a France is a team we haven't really yeah. talked about. You know, quietly going about their business mm-hmm. and playing well, and and Spain sort of getting it done, not blowing teams out. They're always sort of like in a game at the half, mm-hmm. but then they pull away. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. start they start to go to mark. Like every game, it feels like I watch <laughs> of theirs. Like yeah, Marcus Hull's not really all that. You know. Um, used all that much in the first half it's a close game at the half and then you see like in the third or fourth quarter like now let's just start running things through, right. the, through big spain here yeah uh i mean if you're a china fan you've got to be shattered that they can't even get out of this first group. yeah that was that's pretty bad for them that i mean they're the host nation basketball is on the rise there and some they people had, think it was sort of set up for them too to go through oh, too they had a poland venezuela and ivory coast yeah, and they yeah. couldn't get past they couldn't get past Venezuela and Poland. I yeah. mean, that's that's bad for them. I mean, Yao Ming, 17 years ago, he was the number one pick. And, you know, we, we were sort of told that we would start seeing, you know, an improvement there. And uh, for them to not even be able to... Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. That is, that is rough. There are some disappointments. Well, that was my next question. Maybe that's your answer. Biggest disappointment through the, through the first group. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be, really. I mean, basketball... It, it's it's apparently overtaken soccer in China. I don't know if that's statistically <laughs> that's factual say, yeah. or not. Maybe okay. Schumann can find out for us. But, sure. uh, but yeah, that that I mean, they're still playing these games, but it, you're not playing for the gold medal still. So right. it's 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 a waste of time there, really, for them. No, it just, <laughs> just it's, pack it in. But but you know, you mentioned off the top, 32 teams. That is too many, but because there have been some really good games, and I think you can keep the tournament a lot more compact. You don't need to have so you don't need to have like well. I mean, Serbia beat the Philippines by sixty or something like that. So, yeah. and uh, there are some brutal blowouts. Yeah, so that clearly and, and shows. And I think uh, a big reason too of that is those those points. Your margin of victory could end up counting. Yes, in the in those first and second groups to help you move on. So I think you start to see a little bit of like, well, we got to keep running up the score. Yeah, for sure. Because that team beat that team by forty five. Well, okay, we, we better beat them by forty seven. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that sort of helps these scores look maybe even worse than they are. Mm. Otherwise, maybe you get more sort of a little bit more into the bench guys in and maybe it's not as bad. Uh, okay, so China's a good one. Uh, that is a disappointment. I'm not getting to the second round. Who do you who do you go with? The Canadian experience, I think, is yeah, disappointing. Yeah, let's talk about it. They should have a top five team 
in international basketball with the talent that that is in the NBA from Canada. And, you know, they've got a handful of NBA players on the team, but... It, they got caught. They, got, they got caught up in the United States. They got caught up in the United States. All their guys leaving. So then all the Canadian guys left, mm-hmm. and it's a bummer. Yeah, they. I think there's off the top of my head. I think there's something like 17 NBA Canadian players, um, but only two are there mm-hmm. uh, representing this team. It's uh, Corey Joseph, who was a very, yeah. very last second addition. You know, shout out to all these guys that are going and representing their country. I mean, they're they are. They are. I, I like. I would like to think I would do it if I was at their level, and you'd want to play with you know your country on your chest. But a lot of them obviously don't or don't care about the World Cup. But Corey Joseph going and Ken Birch are the only two NBA players on this squad. Now some were injury. Like Kelly Olynyk was on the squad. I'm pretty sure right. he was going, but then he gets yeah. injured. Jamal Murray. That's a bit of a wishy-washy one. That, that, like, but that's not wishy-washy. Is that, is yeah. He you just, think he just doesn't want to yeah, play? He didn't want to play. He he pulled out. No, it's. It's embarrassing. I mean, especially, I just can't wrap my head around a guy, let's say, like Andrew Wiggins. Oh. How is Andrew Wiggins not looking at this tournament yeah. like as some sort of way that he could sort of build back up any sort of reputation? Sure. Go there, you know, ball out, try and put, you know, get your team to some wins, and maybe you like actually help your NBA uh, reputation a little bit. I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. And I know and look, I know people are going to like get my Twitter mentions like, "Oh, he was upset about that time he was on the squad and then didn't play in the fourth quarter against Venezuela." Like there are these instances, I get that, but like come on, man. Like that's pathetic. It is pathetic. Like cuz like you could see and I know I know Bill Simmons had the whole thing about Devin Booker and then he got raked for that. And Bill Simmons is saying, "Why isn't Devin Booker playing for this sure. team?" Like Again, a young guy has never really played on any sort of meaningful games in the NBA, having played for the Suns. Why wouldn't you want this opportunity to get great coaching, obviously play with some great talent, play in like hostile environments and games that mean something? I agree with Simmons. I mean, I, I sure. truly do. Like, I think maybe he came across a little like bit know-it-all in the tweet itself. Um, but yeah, he's right. There's no doubt, and we've seen it. There's like a track record of guys playing in these in these tournaments and stuff like that and then it carries over in the next season because they get better and, and they're in shape like yeah like you have to feel pretty confident about Nikola Nikola Jokic heading into this season because he's playing basketball right now he's playing mm-hmm. competitive basketball the one question about him throughout the years is is this guy gonna be in shape when the season starts <laughs> he will be now he's yeah. playing right now he's in basketball shape you get the rhythm you make the connections you are you know when it comes to Team USA, this is where a lot of the future super teams are formed. Maybe it would be good for Andrew Wiggins to get in the mix and, you know, just uh, just network with these sort of guys. Not to mention, you take, like, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Kings fans are excited about him now, right? How excited would Timberwolves fans see that Andrew Wiggins putting up 20, 15, something like that? I, I, but, but it, could be, it could be good. You could mentioned it, though, Trey. If Canada's at full strength, they're a chance. No, I said no that question. when we were sitting here last yeah. time before we did the podcast. I got all bummed because all these guys were dropping out. And I know the talk yeah. was about Team USA. But at that time, a bunch of these Canadian guys were dropping out, too. And I was like, oh, my God. This was there yeah. for the, like, honestly, sort of for the taking. To at least go to the Olympics where you haven't been since, you know, the Steve Nash days. Yeah. I'm talking about Team Canada. I mean, they... Like they just won their, you know, it was against Senegal, their final game of this group stage. That was their first World Cup win yeah. in like seventeen years. Yeah, and that and that and that's pathetic because that's pathetic. those those guys that you mentioned haven't done enough in the NBA to earn that. Re- Steph Curry, LeBron James, fine. You guys have done enough to you can yes. you can sit out this tournament. But if you're a young guy, this is your chance to go on the stage and say, you know what. I, I can show my coaches back in America. I can do something yes. else. I can do yes. more than this. Canada played Australia in two games 
in exhibition games before they played the right. USA. And they beat them to lot. So, and yeah. that's the thing. When it was like, oh, this Canadian team, Jamal Murray's not here or Linux not here. It's like, oh, Australia's going to win by 40 points. Yeah. Nick Nurse had that team ready to play to the point where they blew out Australia in the first game. And in the second game, Australia had to play basically as competitively yeah. as they could down the stretch just to win that game. Yeah. So Nick Nurse despite the fact that he didn't have the, the best talent available, he had those guys ready to play. He's taking it seriously. He's doing everything he can. When he sees these young guys, and Nick Nurse just won the championship. If you want to take the summer off, I wouldn't have... You'd like, fine, do it. To see these young guys, like, nah, I need to do some pickup runs to stay in shape when I could be out there yeah. really playing for your country. is uh, it, It's awful. Man, it really, it really stings as a Canadian when I watch the Australians particularly, or you know the Argentinians or whoever, Serbians, Lithuanians... Like, you see those guys, like, the bond they have. Like, Australians, I think, are a perfect example. Like, you see Mills, you see Ingles. I'm talking about NBA guys, too, yeah. that, oh, by the way, yeah, I'm sure would maybe want the summer off, too. Um, but don't, because they prefer to play with this, and it looks like they're having a lot of fun as well, competing for their country. It's like, you just see the bond. And here's the thing. Well, you saw it firsthand. Patty Mills is forever now... I mean, he always already was, I get to some extent, but like he's an Australian hero. Yes. Like, sporting hero yeah. for the, you know, catching on fire and beating Team USA. You can't tell me, like, if that's Jamal Murray or if, you know, um, whoever else, uh, Canadian, like, Shea Gillagis Alexander, yeah. whoever, like, these guys, like, they ball out. That would be the same. I guarantee. Maybe it's not as crazy as it is in Australia. Like, basketball, the popularity obviously growing in Canada. And with the Raptors winning and all that, they would be. They would be, like, sort of, quote-unquote, heroes mm-hmm. if you beat a big team and you got a medal or whatever you did. That's like I mean, the, Tristan just, Thompson is a minor Canadian basketball hero for showing it's crazy. up. For showing yeah. up every single time. That's all you have to do. And, and exactly right. You have, if Wiggins has a 35-point game and, you know, it's a shocking upset of whatever team they're playing, they'll talk about Andrew Wiggins as a Canadian legend forever mm-hmm. instead of just being a guy everybody's angry with. Well, yeah. And that's the thing, going back to when Australia beat America, that's why, even though it didn't count for anything, it counted in terms of, like, this is how much it means to Australia to win a meaningless exhibition game. And and even this morning watching against Lithuania in that game that didn't... T- I mean, it counts, but it didn't really count because they were both through. The way Australia played, particularly like Aaron Baines, show- throwing his body around, trying to sort of send a message like, we care about every single performance in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the the players are all rallied around each other. And, um, you know, it, it, it does mean so much to so many people. So to see the Canadians sort of shrug it off as if like well you know we're a basketball powerhouse anyway we don't that's what it. i don't get yeah. you're not i know you, i mean I know. Be, be that squad be these nba guys especially a lot of these young nba guys that s- suddenly puts canada back on the basketball mm-hmm. map but we're not a powerhouse we're nowhere no, close but they act like they are I, I in, in, by, by look, not showing up, look, by sort of being Rowan like, Barrett um, is the GM of Team Canada. Yeah. Now his son, you know, just drafted. I get that a little bit more. He hasn't even played in the NBA. I sort of get it. You're like, you, guess, you don't want to risk injury, I guess, when yeah, it but, comes but down. Yeah, but Brad Stevens time, was but, asked about that with Jason Tatum the other day, and he said, look, this could happen at any time when these guys course. are playing pickup. It just happened to DeMarcus Exa- Cousins. Exactly. Like, like you, can't, you can't go and say, well, I'm not going to play these guys in case they get injured. Because that can happen at any point. Yeah. I think the overall experience of being around, and especially for the US guy, USA guys, the young guys, being around Popovich, I think is going to be so good for that. I don't see it. Can't you know. be bad. That's no, the thing. No. It, it can't be bad. And, and again, that's definitely something Simmons was going on. And he got a lot of backlash because, of, of course, right after he tweeted that whole thing about <laughs> yeah, Booker, exactly. his guy, his Celtics player, Tatum, twists his ankle, and then Booker, uh, very slyly, I thought, with the uh, sort of prayers, like, up. prayers up for, for Tatum. But. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think he's. There's some truth to that. It's just frustrating, and I was already frustrated as, as I said, heading into this this whole thing. I, I mean, I, I'm not shocked by the. I wasn't shocked by this at all. But the outcome for Canada, they can still qualify for Tokyo, though. They they still can. Yeah. Um, they've got big games here. Uh, one of them being Germany is the huge game yeah. um, that they got to win to help their chances of again, like sort of qualifying for a qualifying tournament. Because in the Olympics, I believe it's only 12 teams. Is that right? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, it's very little because yeah. you don't have a lot of time to play right, yeah. all the games. It's, yeah, I, I think it's 12. Right. Yeah, well that, yeah, I mean, it's two weeks, so yeah. you got to squeeze it all in there. Um, I saw the breakdown of the second round uh, teams in the World Cup here by continent. Europe has nine. The Americas, by the way, have six. <laughs> Canada's not one of them. Wow. That's crazy, right? Argentina, Argentina, excuse me, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Brazil, and Venezuela. And then, of course, with mm. um, Team USA there, too. It's uh, one, two, three. Yeah, that's... No, six. I don't know why Team USA is not included in that. That's what I can't... <laughs> that's crazy. And then uh, Australia, the only um, oceanic team. Asia and Africa, zero. Wow, that's bad. The Asian teams went a combined one in 17 oh in this God. tournament. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, not good. Not good. Not good. Anyway, I, uh, I could go on a whole other rant about Canada actually getting pretty screwed in this World Cup of their bracket and how it makes very little sense. Michael Grange had yeah, a great tweet about basically saying like Canada went 10 and 2 in World Cup qualifying against a lot of these teams I just mentioned, those uh, other Americas teams. But somehow they got put in the bracket with Australia ranked 11th and Lithuania ranked 6th, yeah. where all these other teams, Argentina, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Brazil, Venezuela, they're all going to the second round because they beat teams ranked, you know, for the most part in the 30s and higher, 49th and 51st and 60. I mean, that's yeah. the whole, that doesn't make a ton of it, sense. It, it doesn't, but that's a problem for another day, really. I know, I know. I, you know. Well, leave it where it is. Yeah. They, uh, they, that's a, that is a, that was the group of death. Australian, Lithuania, yeah. great teams, and only two going out of it. But they, they, they should have. They should have had more talent there, and they would have been better, I think. Um, any other random notes? Have you guys enjoyed? Uh, have you enjoyed watching the FIBA games? Sort of asked that off the top, but the FIBA rules, and I like watching it in the morning. I love that it's oh, on yeah. for breakfast. A little morning watch, like super early breakfast. <laughs> They're quick. The games. They're that's, quick. That's I, love. I love the yeah. forty-minute game. Yeah, I do too. Um, the, uh, the 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 goaltending rule. Let's talk about that for a sec. Yeah. Because, because of what Bruno did the other day. Right. Don't love it. Okay. Don't love it. Why? I I I I think. You've got to just leave the ball up there a little longer. It's, it's, uh, I just, what, are you going to count to three? I don't know. One it's, it's, two of us. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's it's like, hang on, that's no, you got to leave that one. You can contest other ones, but not that. Oh, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, so it's, you don't want to see it in the NBA? Not to that degree, no. <laughs> what do you no. mean to Once that it degree? Hits the rim, it's either the ruler or I know, it. I know. Once it hits the rim, no. Uh, yeah, no? Uh, it, I don't know. It's it just, is, I mean, I will admit, like, every time they do it in FIBA, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what are you so doing? Weird. I'm like, I'm so weirded out by it. it. And then I'm so like, weird. oh, yeah, so good job. Kawhi Leonard, game seven against yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, that's what everybody says. <laughs> that would have been knocked off for sure. Yeah. For sure. In theory, yeah. yeah. Someone jumps up. Yeah, but then it's also weird that, like, Donovan Mitchell gets the offensive interference when he grabbed the rim, like, late against Turkey, remember? Like, yes. he went up for an offensive rebound, and they got a bucket somehow else. Like, it got tipped in or whatever, but he ha- happened to be up there, so he grabbed the rim. But that's against the rules. Yeah. Even though he could be interfering with his team's own shot. It's strange. It's definitely strange. Yeah, and it strange. always throws you off when you see it. The other yeah. thing that I didn't know was new, and maybe it isn't, but I thought that you couldn't wear numbers over 15. Oh, yeah. I thought right? Because I'm like, Michael <laughs> yeah. Jordan, the most famous number 23 ever. The guy was nine yeah. forever. LeBron, obviously, was nine a little bit. He was six. 
Uh, but some Kobe teams, was some eight, teams but now there's, there's like a 92. Yeah. Bruno was a 50. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess but this team, is a new thing. Team USA, it looks like they're staying yeah, they, uh, loyal to the 15 sure. and under or whatever it is. That is that yeah. is strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Bruno play was pretty cool though. It's just yeah. because like you don't see a gay man like that ever. No, no, that's right, that's right. Um, Where he knocks off the free throw. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get credit for a block? I doubt. Probably. I, well, like okay, yeah, not on a free throw. Yeah. Maybe not on a free throw, yeah. but on a shot. Do you get a block? Yeah, on a free throw, that'd be weird. <laughs> a block or a rebound, probably. Steal? I don't what know. Steal. <laughs> steal well, again. Maybe all three. Yeah. Who knows? Um. I will say, though, great for basketball. It's been a great tournament, I think. There's been a lot of buzz around it. It should just get better. Uh, It should. It should. And I think this is really healthy for basketball. I think it's great that there are genuinely five teams that could win the gold medal, probably. Yeah. And that is, um, you said you would like to see less teams. I sort of agree with that. Maybe they're... But I get why they're doing this, because they are trying to build this. It's the World Cup of basketball. Right. This is pretty new, really. Yeah. Um, But does it help if you see teams get beaten by 50? No, but you could argue... Maybe it does help having a representative from, yeah. you know, whatever part of the country, uh, world there. Even if, you know, for the first couple of tournaments they are blown out by 50, well, yeah. maybe one of those years they pull off an upset. And it's like, that's good for the game it's, in that part possible, of the world. It's possible, but again, you mentioned I, I the you. Uh, Asian stat there of the Asian teams. Uh, that's that's for, shocking yeah. to me that they, were, they all perform so badly. Um, can you explain something for me? Hmm. Are they cheering or jeering Andrew Bogut every time he touches the ball? What's going on I there? I think it's cheering. I think so too. Yeah. Why? No idea. Did he play in China that I missed? No idea. But 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 <laughs> they go honestly. Watch it. They go. The crowd goes yeah. crazy anytime <laughs> Bogut touches the ball. There's like an audible like. Yeah. Again, I I don't know if it's cheers or jeers, but it. They go like, nuts. It could be either way for Bogut. That's a thing. But I think it's cheering. I think so too. But I don't know why. But yeah, but but speaking of weird things, um, when Canada played the U.S. in Sydney. Right, yeah. the last exhibition game, yeah. the crowd went crazy. Oh, for Brooke, Brooke Lopez, to the point where Pop had to yeah. pull him up off the bench to get What's him out going there. On? Do just uh... <laughs> nobody knows where it came from. Nobody knows why, but everyone loved it. Brooke's a lovable guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very, very. Wasn't he joking? He's like the prime minister. Yeah, now exactly. Of yeah, yeah. But but this it, does, does that thing. side of the world just love giant guys? <laughs> yeah. They just like yeah, a giant guy. <laughs> According to these newspaper headlines, these are boos for yeah. uh, oh, Andrew oh, Bogut. Yeah. Okay, Booger, Boomer Bogut deserves the China boos, and he'll thrive on them. What's the reason? What did he say about China? I can't figure China that out. Yet. I yeah, can't he, figure that he out. He must yet. have said something. <laughs> Surely he did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, he was outspoken on swimmer Sun Yang. I don't know what that means, but if okay. he was outspoken, oh, I'm probably okay. taking the okay. other side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Yeah. Get well, to the bottom of this it. This was uh, the the swimmer, the Chinese swimmer who won at the World Championship. I don't know if you. Yeah, I saw. I don't know what the event was, but it's leading up to the Olympics. Yeah, okay, okay. and the Australian and the British swimmer, I believe, didn't stand on the, the dias mm-hmm. to uh, like when he won the gold medal. Yeah, but what's the reason? Well, because what are they saying? He's been caught doping. Yes, Ooh. yes, yes, yes. He's been caught multiple times. Okay, um, we got to the bottom yeah, of this. So and so, Bogut. Yeah, that makes sense. If he maybe tweeted something or said something, that about would have been my swimmers uh, who medal versus Sun Yang should break the podium with hammers. Mm. That's what he tweeted. <laughs> oh, mm. oh. Mm. all right. Plenty upset in the fifty-two hundred replies. Mm. Okay, okay. I'm glad we figured that out. Wow, that makes me feel great. But Bogut does was, like it that. It was driving me nuts. I'm like, why I do don't... think he'll thrive. Ah, uh, he does. Yeah, yes. he, he loves it. He loves it. Yes, uh, um, I believe you're right. Do you guys? Do you guys have an MVP so far of the first round? It'd just be a personal preference MVP too. Louis Scola. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's averaging 17 a game. Yeah, it's 
Is that and he looks amazing out uh, there? The, the, he looks younger yeah, with he, the haircut. Absolutely, he does. Uh, I thought he sort of just retired and that was it, but he's out there yeah. balling out yeah. for Argentina. Yep. Same with Verigel. Like yep. I don't yeah. remember Anderson Verigel ever doing a post move in his entire NBA <laughs> career, and he was like, <laughs> they're like going to yeah. like the torture chamber down there with him. That's an awesome thing about watching the FIBA tournament too. Is the guys that have kind of aged out of the NBA yeah. or, you know, just had a little cup of coffee are still amongst the best players for their international country. So you get to see them and their roles are expanded and they're just yeah. like out there balling. It's crazy. Yeah, I've I always got- love seeing Sergio. You! Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy's like a highlights uh, mainstay. Oh, yeah. Finally get him over here, Daryl Morey. Yeah. It, uh, I, I guess for my MVP, I probably have... Uh, Bogdanovich would be up there yeah. right now just through the group stage. Um, I, I, you know, Joe Jingles... Jinglin' Joe, whatever you want to call him, he's been awesome. Yeah, he's he's got, not even like he's not like he even having he to score. Yeah, yeah, but he is dominating games, yeah. like you said. He is. He's been great. My next question. I'm funny. You brought up uh, Sergio there. My favorite. Oh shit, that guy moment. Have you had a guy that you've seen? You're like, oh my god, that guy. I love that guy. I mean, maybe it is one of these like <laughs> yeah. old uh, Barbosa oh, yeah, balling yeah, for yeah. Brazil and their win was great. Yeah. Uh, it feels like every guy who people have tweeted at me, that guy looks like you, is playing in the FIBA World Cup. It yeah. was like Luigi Datome versus uh, Radulica yeah. from yeah, Serbia. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I get those ones compared quite a bit. <laughs> what happened Shumich? to Rad- Radulica? Because he seemed to be there. and He, he was grew great. out a long beard and now he's got a ponytail. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, it works uh, for me. Uh, I'm going with uh, bald Nick Calathis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember he played with the Grizzlies yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But he, had, he did the right thing. He went full bald. He went full bald. He yeah, had to because he had the bad, the bad. Like, wow, that guy's yeah. an NBA player. Like the straight up balding yeah. and keeping it on the sides and stuff. But uh, it was fun seeing him. He's, he's I, yeah. always, I always thought in my head he was like a small, tiny guy. He's like a pretty big point guard. He's like yeah. six six. Yeah, yeah. He's not tiny. You got a an oh shit that guy. Well, I mean, Scholar just yeah. you know just because I honestly didn't even know who was playing, and then he was playing really. He's like averaging seventeen and nine. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> and Argentina is doing really well. It's, yep. it's incredible. It's so wild seeing these guys that used like again were sort of bit players near the end of their career yeah. in the NBA, and like they're just like the stars on their team for sure. <laughs> like just lead their squads. It's pretty cool. Um, I guess that's really it. A couple other random ones. I love, I love how many slow mo reaction shots you oh, get yeah. in a FIBA produced game. You get so many damn. There like there should be someone out there making these all gifs and gifs, whatever you want to say it. There's so many. Oh, yeah. Every reaction shot, always slow-mo. You it's never always, see guys celebrating in fast it's motion. It's always slow-mo, and I love it. It's like, And it's like sort of not even anything, but it's like Yao Ming like yeah, it's pointing like at the camera. Up. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's awesome. Uh, I got Skola's haircut down there as well. And uh, do you like the... Um, do you like how they sit behind like that big like uh, uh, sort of partition or like the billboard on the side? Yeah, that's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. It's just weird not seeing the player's legs yeah. <laughs> sitting on a bench. Yeah, I guess so. They're just not they used to it. They should have to get well, up and climb legs. over it yeah. to go and celebrate. Yeah. It's almost like uh, they're like playing hockey, like yeah. coming over the <laughs> yeah. boards. They should have to jump over the boards when they check in. All right. Anyway, so it's been uh, it's been fun so far. It's only going to get better. I'm sure, I'm sure we uh, might be able to squeeze in another podcast when we get into sure. uh, maybe into the um, quarterfinals or at least the knockout stages and stuff like that, especially if we do see a Team USA get knocked off. I, I think it's definitely in play. I actually, when we were talking about it leading into the tournament, uh, and I'm not joking here, and I'm not like making this up or revisionist history, one of the questions I had for you guys when we came in, it was, no, Lee, Lee was in Australia still shooting jumpers with Alan Houston, <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, Tass was here, it was Trey. 
we were talking about the chances of Team USA not winning. And I had written down on my page, I had written down 50%. I was like, I think there's a 50% chance this squad, this Team USA squad doesn't win it. And then we got in here and you and Tass were like, you guys were so confident still. You're like, they still got 12 NBA players, man. Like, they're still awesome. They got pop. Like, they're still good. And I was like sitting there the whole time like, oh, you're right. I was going to go 50%. I can't, you guys were going 1%. 1% chance they don't win. So I changed it to 10%. I wish I didn't walk it back. It <laughs> right. scared me. USA is still going undefeated in the Ooh. World Cup. This game against Greece though is huge. I don't it's see. Huge. I don't. I don't think the, I Gre- think so. the, yeah. the Greeks have not impressed me that much. Yeah, but Giannis wants this one badly. I, well, it was a nice bounce back game yeah. from Giannis. He finally here. had like a Giannis sort yeah. of game. Yeah, yeah. like right kinda, away. He's basically, just a center for him, and it's it's a lot easier for teams to take Giannis out of the FIBA game. It seems like. Uh, I don't know, seven shots in a game he had. That was yeah. weird. Yeah, and it's a lot easier when your teammates in theory are not, you know, Middleton oh, for and, sure. and Brogdon and Brooke. And, yeah, uh, and, and there's some good guys, don't get me wrong, on, on Greece, but Brazil did a good job. And Bruno and that squad, they played them really well. Yep. I mean, they were making it very difficult because that's what your game plan can be for when you play Greece. That's right. Really, you just, let's shut him down and see if Nick Calathis can beat us. Send five at yeah. him every time he dribbles. <laughs> yeah, but he did have a nice bounce back game today in the, in the win over New Zealand because like right from the get-go, he's like, no, 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 we're, we're winning this. Uh-huh. And it, it was it was tight throughout the game, but they pulled away and they're through and you think they uh, maybe can make some noise here against Team USA. I think, I think it's possible. I mean, they haven't played their best, but if they uh, if they get it together on Saturday morning against the US, it shouldn't, they shouldn't, it should be a pretty close game. I mean, it should be a handful for the, for America, particularly again, Tatum is not playing. I'm pretty sure of that game. Marcus Smart didn't play as well this morning, but that was probably more. Yeah. Yeah. The Cause they're playing Japan. Yeah. The, the best thing that may have happened to the States were losing these games, both the friendly to Australia and, and the, and sorry, losing, losing that yeah. one and nearly losing yeah. to Turkey, which they should have lost. Yeah. Turkey could have hit a free throw and didn't turn into Nick Anderson. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's a good hell of a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although I do feel like they had a pretty healthy, like respect for the other teams heading in. At least that's yeah. uh, the story. Oh, the, there's from. no doubt that there's no um, arrogance coming out of the US team yeah. right now. Nah. They're, they're humbled definitely because they're not a sure thing. You know, they're, they're, they're uh, you know, who, who is the star on the team? It's probably Kemba, sort of the older, elder statesman of the team. Yeah. You know, but he hasn't had an illustrious NBA career as far as playoff success goes. I mean, he's a good player. We know that. He's an all-star. He's been all-NBA. But he's not like a Steph Curry or no, anybody like no, that. he's so, not on that tier. And, and, and I think Popovich looks at that team and he's like, you know, it could be Kemba tonight. It could be Donovan one night. It could be Chris Middleton another night. There's yeah. not like, all right, just throw the ball to LeBron. Again, that's why I think he's like, we got to win with defense. Yeah. We got to shut yeah. down the other team. And then you're right. Get a little 15 here, 16 here from these guys. Uh, hit some yeah. threes and then we pull out the win. Yep. Yeah. Should be awesome. All right. I got a, a little fun uh, FIBA-inspired top five. Mm. Top five, top five, top five. 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 All right. My... Uh, You're going to stop that? Yeah, okay, there we go. Oh, you couldn't hear that fading? <laughs> no. <laughs> Interesting. But we can... Uh, got to work on this setup we got. <laughs> I was like, are you going to... I'm like, nice. Matt, Matt's going to have to come back and help you out. It sounded perfect in my ears. Uh, well, I'm sure it sounds perfect to the listeners, but uh, to the three of us here with the headphones on, it was just blaring in my ear. Top five, top five. I was like, you're going to die it out here. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, top five favorite... 
FIBA commentator sayings mm. that I've heard so far. Because oh, yeah. you got the international flavor in there, oh, that yeah. little flair, and you hear some things that you don't generally hear in an NBA game. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are sort of just basically sayings, terms, whatever you want to call them. At number five, makes the throw for a free throw. I had makes never heard the makes the throw. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard that one. It was part of my, uh, you know, in the lexicon. Cool. Makes the throw. Uh, at number four, no joy for Team X here. I love this one. Oh, yeah, that's like, good. they're in a tough spot. Maybe they're losing. No joy for Team USA here, let's say. Like, right. they, put, they, they put in either the team or a player. No joy for Team X. I love that. Number three, shot connection. <laughs> Made basket. Shot connection. Shot connection. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. At number two, sort of goes well with shot connection. Ring protection. <laughs> you hear yeah. you hear rim protection. Yes. You hear a yes. lot of rim talk in the yeah. NBA world. You don't hear a lot of ring talk. Yeah. But they they you know that again that international. They flavor, call it the ring, the ring way more often. Yes, yeah. yes. But my number one favorite, um, FIBA I guess commentator saying that I've heard so far, slammer. <laughs> There's one guy I don't know his name I wish I did He says Instead of slam dunk Instead of jam Instead of throw down I like throw down You don't get a ton of that In the NBA either But Slammer Slammer He's got the slammer It's like, like play, it. playing pogs <laughs> Throwing pogs <laughs> Throw a yin yang down On that one Flip a couple over So that, oh, that's good So those slammer. are my favorites uh, I'm sure you got some other ones Tweet at us uh, at, at the free agents um, 19 On Twitter or Instagram I'm sure you've got Some more out there Before I go Before we go uh, I want to share One little quick story A guy uh, Named Beard Jam Right. Longtime fan on of the Twitter, show, yeah. yeah, yeah, on Twitter. He hit me up on Instagram, actually, right. and I, ha- I had to share this. I cleared it with him. I said, "Can I, can I say this on the air?" He said, "Yeah, absolutely, no problem." So he hit me up last night. He said he had sent in an email that maybe got, you know, lost in the shuffle. I didn't see it. Maybe one of you guys did, but he works on. Um, he is working on the upcoming season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, nice. This is Beer Jam. Okay, wow. now this gets even better. You're gonna love this. And he sent me, uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now, but he sent me a photo again through DM the other night, Instagram DM, where one of the episodes coming up, Larry has a business idea where he basically designs, I kid you not, the Lee P toilet <laughs> for his bathroom. So this is going to be eventually coming up. I'm going to show you guys right now the photo and I'll, I'll make sure to tweet this out. So there's indents on the side of it. It's almost like uh, you'd be riding like, uh, I don't know, like almost like a horse, horse or something. Yeah. 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 JD, Saddle can see up, that down maybe. there. Yeah. So this, you know, the infamous Lee P story where you mount the toilet, where you are facing the tank because yeah. for whatever reason you're in the middle of the night, you can't turn around. It's faster. Yeah, it's faster. Um, you can do it while you're asleep. So much faster. You don't want to awaken the sense. So I guess this is going to be, I mean, on an upcoming episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, he says maybe like episode five or six or something like that. Uh, Larry, I guess, refers to it as a female urinal. Right. But to us, we know this is the, there's no way you can't call this the Lee P toilet. Toilet. This is wild. Tell Beer Jam I want in on that episode. I want to. I want to be like the guy when like Larry walks in and he sees me mounting. He's like, "What the oh, hell yeah. are you he's doing?" Like, oh yeah, he's like, "What yeah. is a great idea?" Yeah, and I say, oh, "It's way easier, man. It's more comfortable. It's cleaner." Yeah, like Don't no, like, yeah, yeah. the story yeah. would be like he. Uh, 
Yeah, he has like a his car breaks down. He's got like for some reason he runs into like a right. stranger. He's got a crash at their house. Yeah. Then during the middle oh, of the night yeah. he can't sleep, so he gets up, <laughs> and like while he's up, he like sees the guy at house he's at like stumbling <laughs> to the washroom. He's like, what's this guy stumbling for? And then he, but he like the door's still open, and the lights on, like the like, like, bathroom light, and he sees the guy mount the toilet. Yeah. yeah. And then Larry must be like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? And then it's like that guy might be a genius. He's talking, yeah. And he's talking to the guy like, why do you mount the toilet like you gotta gotta try it man yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and then and then larry tries it of course yeah loves it loves it why why isn't this the design yeah but then but then it's gotta like the story's gotta arc back to someone walking in on larry going what the hell (laughs) are you doing like Susie, maybe yeah something or uh, or a kid or someone yeah yeah okay anyway i had to share that story thanks for sending that in all right that's it for us guys continue to follow us on twitter and instagram at the free agents 19 you can also email us at the free agents 2019 at gmail.com maybe you got a FIBA question or two send it in we'll do another one of these in the upcoming weeks when we get into those juicy juicy games you can subscribe to the free agents wherever you download this ear candy if you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts though please rate and review us while you're there it really helps other listeners find the show thanks so much for joining us today Clipper Bros, take us home. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Sweet. Brace the day, people.